Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, that is our prayer this morning. Lord, that you'd have your way in us, Lord. Use us for your purpose, Lord. Use us for your glory. Lord, I thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no shifting or shadow. Lord, you are that perfect heavenly Father. And we thank you for every blessing you brought to us. And Lord, we, Lord, yet we expect more. Not, not out of selfishness, Lord, but because of who you are. Because you love to give good gifts. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would meet needs that are represented throughout this congregation. And Lord, family members that may not be here too, Lord, we pray your touch in their lives, Lord. And, and however, whatever their need might be today, Lord, that you would touch them, God. Just bring your healing touch. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's take a few moments and greet folks. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, but go, go around and greet some people. If you stopped in today and you're a guest of ours, I uh, hope you felt welcome with everybody running around hugging each other and shaking hands, uh, catching up after the Christmas, uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving holiday. We still have a few weeks before Christmas gets here, and it is just, it's racing here. So I, I don't care when Christmas gets here. It's a wonderful time. We've got a lot of Christmas events I'll be announcing shortly, uh, but I wanted to say that um, I just can't wait usually to get past Christmas. You notice the days keep getting darker earlier. And my uh, happiest day of the year for me, other than June 21st, is December 21st. Because every day starts getting longer after December 21. So I need more sunshine. But anyways, if you came in and you're a guest of ours today, please fill out one of the Connect cards that are in the seat back in front of you. Take them to guest services, and we have gifts that we'd like, gifts, plural, we'd like you to take home with you today. Uh, also, in just a moment, we're going to receive our offering this morning, but I want to report back to you that as of the end of our service last week, our Convoy of Hope offering was $16,107.59. So thank you for giving. Now, we haven't sent that, that money off yet because since then, uh, another couple thousand has come in. And so if you're still wanting to give the convoy, you can do it in this offering. Make sure you designate a convoy of hope or convoy. Our, our deacons will know how to separate that out. The other thing is you can also give online. But please do that soon. We want to send these funds in. They're constantly meeting needs around the world, not just here in the United States, but all around the world. So uh, anyways, let's get ready to receive today's offering. And let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your supply for your provision. And Lord, our trust is in you because you are Jehovah Jireh. You are the God who provides. Lord, we trust you, Lord. We thank you that we have the honor and privilege of bringing the tithe to you. Lord, bringing gifts to you. And Lord, I pray your continued blessing, not only on this offering and all of our offerings, but on Convoy Hope in particular, Lord. Bless their ministry, God. Continue to give them favor wherever they go. And Lord, I pray, God, your favor now upon each one of us as we bring these gifts to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
All right. Hey, we got a lot of things going on. As I said, Christmas is coming, and it all begins this next Saturday. The Christmas uh, Joy Group Luncheon is at noon here, so if you're Joy Group age, which is just older youth, and I guess we can, we can bring that down to about 55, you know, um, go right from being a millennial and a Gen Z to becoming a Joy Group member. So we'll just keep bringing it lower and lower. But that is noon here at church this coming Saturday. And then uh, next Sunday morning is, as you see on the front of your bulletin, our kids' Christmas musical. Always a great time. In fact, it was kind of interesting. It's, it's going to be one of those mornings. Facebook or YouTube channel, um, our kids' musicals from 2017, 2018, 2019 kept popping up. And uh, so if you get a chance, you want to see how good these are, just go to YouTube or go to our website and look them up. You'll see it's a fantastic time. So invite someone, too, next week. It's our morning service, just the kids' musical. Um, I won't be preaching. I didn't hear any weeping or gnashing of teeth. I don't, I don't, anyways. Uh, and then also, there is a ladies' meeting for the following Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a, a uh, craft time and connect time together. There's going to be food, fellowship, fun crafts, but they need you to RSVP. And Adria, is that a text number? Can they text you? Okay, you can text Adria. The number's in there. You can call her if you want to talk and chat with her. Uh, but that is just a week from this Saturday, 10 a.m. And uh, there is no men's breakfast in December. And then also... Two weeks from today is our annual Christmas dinner, and we have uh, comedian Gordon Douglas will be with us. I think you'll enjoy him. He knows the area. Uh, he's got some really funny stuff. It'll be a, a good night of laughing. And I know we've had a lot of comedians over the years. If I could just get a singer who is affordable, um, someone we don't know, someone who comes from far away, that's the definition of an expert. You know, someone who's just different, they're far away, they're not, we don't know them, and so they're going to do a better job than anybody else we could get. But uh, Gordon Douglas will enjoy him. There's no cost, and you know the, if you've been here a few years, you know the menu already. Uh, but uh, you may even want to invite somebody to that. No, there's no charge for that at all. A um, couple of other announcements. Uh, the adult life group session that's coming up next Sunday morning. Uh, Dwight Walters will be leading it in the chapel. It's a life God rewards. And then simultaneous to that, young adults, we're starting back in the book of Acts next Sunday morning. And then one other announcement. I hope I'm not missing anything important. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. Um, as you know, every year, Joy Coleman leads us in, in helping with the Head Start program. In Wilmington, this is for ages three to five. She usually hangs names and information uh, on one of our Christmas trees out there. And so you can give towards that, okay? And what they're looking for is a couple toys and uh, hats, gloves, and socks. And again, many of you have participated in this in years past, so you pretty much know. But I'm sure she'll say more and hopefully have something in the bulletin for next week. So with that, I can't believe this, but we have a special guest today who's going to be sharing the word. Um, no, really, he has not preached here, I heard, since August. August. So I don't know how that slipped by. I'm going to payroll deduction or something and get some of that money back. But it's our own student ministries pastor, Pastor Hans. Come on. Woo! He does the scheduling. <laughs> Yeah, I was telling Jody, I said, I think I forgot how to speak. No, I'm just kidding. Because we have, we have uh, youth and all kinds of opportunities. So, 
Hey, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Before I get started, though, uh, there is one announcement that I want to make sure that parents are aware of, and that is next Sunday, if your son or daughter is going to go to winter retreat, uh, the deposit needs to be in. And if you haven't checked out the email about responding like now to let me know, yes, hey, they are coming, the deposit will be in next week or whatever it is, please do that because these ski resorts, they're just fun places to deal with. And they want to shift dates and when tickets are available and not available and all this stuff. So uh, that is going to be an awesome weekend, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th of February. And that'll be coming up, so please see me. Um, if you need an extra week for a deposit, just, I just communicate and we're good. That would be a huge, huge help. Well, again, Thanksgiving is over, and now we're on to Christmas, right? Some of you were on to Christmas on, th- on uh, you know, the end of October and Halloween. You were like there. But uh, this time of year is full of Christmas songs. How many of you love Christmas songs? Come on, raise your hand. Yeah, see, I'm telling you, yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's how it is, Christmas songs. Some of you are, you know, I hold out till November 1st. Others of you are like December 1st. Do you remember the day when on the radio, the only time you could hear Christmas songs were the, like the day of Christmas, maybe Christmas Eve, and that was it. Now we can hear them all year round. It's amazing. And, uh, but there are, there are a few things that impact somebody like a song. Um, I'm not going to sing, don't worry. Uh, it really are a few things that can really do that to you, like a song. I think that's why I really appreciate songwriters. They're so impressive to me to be able to, to take a, an experience, a feeling, uh, and just put it into words. It's, it's just so impressive to me to be a songwriter. And those that are like the best storytellers and songwriters... They're just, they're, what, a, what a gift. And they tend to be a little strange, you know, lock themselves in rooms and you know, strange behavior, but they're incredible in their ability to do that. When I hear certain songs, like if I hear any Barry Manilow song, which for those of you that are younger, this is like, you know, 70s stuff. If I hear any Barry, I just think of my mom. I mean, I just, you know, any, she loves, to this day, she thinks Barry Manilow is hot. I'm like, why well, I don't get that. All you need is a big nose and, you know, be able to have a good voice and you're in, you know. And so there's Barry Mendel. I think of that. Um, when, I, when I hear the Boston song, more than a feeling, when I hear that song, yeah, that's all you're getting. Yeah, when I, when I hear that song, when I hear, no, okay. So um, when I hear that song, I, I, I want to go put some shoulder pads on the helmet and go smash somebody. I just, I just every, I, I think of my locker room. In high school, and that song would be blaring, and you know we would be just excited to play. I, I just it brings me back to that to that time. It it gets me hyped up. Um, on a more serious note, uh, Gary Chapman, who used to be married to Amy Grant years ago, um, he wrote this song called Treasure. And one time when I was kind of in that place in my life, I'd become a Christian, and. Uh, a life of, of service and ministry was something that was starting to kind of come to my, my awareness, and God was kind of bringing that to me. Um, I watched a, a, a VHS, I put a VHS tape in and watched a, a DVD, a, a VHS tape, a video of a, a concert, and he was singing that song in there. 
and it's, it's just called Treasure, a Gary Chapman song, he wrote it. And I remember I was at somebody else's house, I was, uh, I was doing, uh, I was doing uh, helping out a summer at a church, and I was at this house, and everybody else was sleeping, I was just watching this, I was like, oh, that's cool, throw us in. And um, I'm not kidding you, I probably, literally, probably listened to that song 15 or 20 times in a row. You know, hit the rewind button, had to wait, go play. And, and, and that song, that night, that song just imprinted something in my heart. It, it was, I couldn't sing the words that were in that song. I couldn't think of them. I couldn't put them and articulate them. But they became the words, Jesus is my treasure. He's the reason that I'm living and he'll still be the reason when I die. All these lyrics. And they just, they just it, it solidified my call as a pastor. It really did. And so songs are powerful. Uh, they can, uh, again, they can, they can get you pumped up. They can calm you down. They can bring back a memory. They're powerful. And um, uh, a great song can even help you say things that you can't find the words to say. And as I said before, you know, you, uh, sometimes you hear that right song and you put it on repeat. Today you can add it to your playlist. You know, you can make playlists for studying, playlists for, you know, breakups, playlists for, you know, whatever. I'm sure if I went on Spotify now and said breakup playlist, there would be a playlist for that. They really would. It's incredible what we can do now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because these songs you might have played during very serious times in your life. Maybe there was an illness going on. And these certain songs just kind of ministered to you or got you through. Uh, maybe a loss of some sorts or something uncertain. But songs are powerful. And this time of year, you know, encourages celebration, joyfulness. You know, we got lights, we got songs and music, and we've got festive food, and we got all these things that really encourage joyful things. But what do you do if you don't feel joyful? What do you do if, for various reasons, you're just faking your way through this joyful time of year? It's a struggle to get up to see anybody. It's not the same as it used to be. Or, you know, it's just a, a time when there may be joy around you and celebration around you, but for you, not so much. You might be here today maybe downright depressed, discouraged, even hopeless, what are you supposed to do? And like a lot of us, we just kind of fake it till we make it. And, uh, you know, when we're in challenging or difficult places, we have a tendency to kind of listen to the wrong songs. Instead of those songs that bring life and, and, and joy, we tend to listen to the songs that actually uh, can, can be difficult. It's easy to put that wrong song on repeat, make playlists with songs like it. And you know, those songs that feed depression, that feed hopelessness, that feed your flesh, self-pity, anger, sadness, loneliness. It's easy to get stuck there when you're in a place that's challenging and difficult. But you know, what is more rare is to put on just the right song, just the right song. And uh, that one can point you in a direction that actually brings hope, uh, a direction that brings encouragement, right attitudes. And Psalm 42 is that kind of song. 
Psalm 42 is that kind of song. And when you, when you open your Bible, whether it's a paper Bible or you open your app, it's like the Psalms are like the lyric sheet. Um, albums have kind of come back. Vinyl has, has made a comeback in recent years. You can, you can go to the store. You can go to Kohl's and pick up, pick up vinyl albums. And if you remember opening the vinyl albums, and for the, the students here today, you remember, you, you, can, you can go and grab them. You open them up, and they have like, oh, you open it up, and they have like lyrics there, and you can check out the lyrics. When you open the book of Psalms, you're not going to hear any music, but you're literally opening the lyric sheet to a master songwriter, an expert in grief, hopelessness, struggle, you know? Here's David, and he is literally the master of experiencing all these and somehow becoming a man after God's heart. And so if you are in this season of life, or maybe someone close to you is, and everything else is celebration and joyfulness and excitement and anticipation and good vibes and good things. But you yourself, you're just not there for various reasons. Could be that you're not there because of sin. Could be that you're not there because of loss you've experienced. It could be there because of medical things happening in your body, physical things going on. But for whatever reason... I want to give you a good song today because songs, as I said, are powerful. They can move you. They can shift your mood, change your perspective. And if you've been listening to maybe the wrong songs, maybe you've kind of been focused on this one song that, that just literally uh, uh, just keeps you in that place of being despondent, that place of just struggle. I want to give you something today, and I want to warn you. It's not a quick fix. How many know they're just, man, as much as we would love it, there just aren't quick fixes. I mean, there are things that can make certain things easier, but at the end of the day, there just aren't really any real quick fixes. You know, you can't be 64 and start saving for retirement, right? There's no quick fix. Well, if I win the lottery, yeah, I know, I get it, you know? Uh, but there aren't any, and this, so this is not a quick fix. This song is not that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it, and we're going to talk about the lyrics. Psalm 42, and I have it from the NIV here. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, and from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep, and the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love, and at night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go out about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? 
My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The greatest songs, the best songs, the songs that can help bring you out of darkness and into light, the songs that can change your direction and your course in life communicate a few elements. And here's what they are. Number one, our need for God. Our need for God. See, the verse one says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? See, it paints a picture here, number one, of a, of a deer. And this deer is, 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 a, is not having normal thirst, okay? This isn't like the deer is just strolling through, you know, and just kind of, oh, water, I think I'll have a drink. But instead, this, this deer, for whatever reason, he's panting. He's either running from danger. How many love this time of year? You're driving like at dusk and you're like watching for deer, depending on where you're driving, because they're moving everywhere as it gets colder. And so here are the deer, and they're, they're either running from something, and, and they're, they're full of thirst, so they just need this, or there's some type of a drought, and this deer that's in this picture hasn't had a drink for a long time. And so it's not normal thirst, and, it's, and David is kind of comparing himself to that deer. He is experiencing time of desperateness, and man, is he ever thirsty. And us, we look at ourselves here. We have a, a thirst for God that nothing else can quench. I don't care how much entertainment you provide for yourself. It doesn't matter uh, how, many, how many video games you play or buy. It doesn't matter how many vacations you take or where you go. It doesn't matter how many hobbies are you into and how much time and resources you spend in that hobby. It doesn't matter how, much, how many substances you pump in your body, either drink or inject or snort. It doesn't matter because all these things won't quench that thirst. It doesn't matter how much riches you have, how many people approve of you, how successful you feel. There is something within us. There is a, a thirst within us for God that is different than every other thirst. And David's painting that picture like a deer panting for water. And he says it, he says, he says, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. His soul isn't thirsting for a, uh, an idol shaped out of wood or gold. He's thirsting for God. See, this thirst has been exacerbated because for whatever reason, he can't seem to meet with God. He says it this, where can I go and meet with God? His normal rhythm, for whatever reasons, has been interrupted, and he's become desperate. He's super thirsty for God, just the, the core of who he is, and the realization that he is an absolute need for God is powerful. See, Jesus describes it in this way in John 15, 5. He says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches those who remain in me and I am them will produce much fruit. 
But apart from me, you can do nothing. When we are separated from God, there's an emptiness. There is a lifelessness. There is a thirst that illuminates, like makes it shine super bright, how much we need God. Uh, maybe for some of you, you've ex experienced this in, in life before. Uh, maybe you're, uh, for whatever reason, because your work schedule um, or you're serving here on a Sunday morning and you're, you're, because of what you're doing, you're missing uh, th this, this type setting for a while. After a while, it kind of wears on most people. You know, we're kind of, you know, you may haven't had communion in a while. And I don't, I don't suggest that at all. When we have communion, make sure you're here to celebrate that. That's powerful. And so, you know, uh, maybe you can relate to that. Again, your work schedule or just serving here. And then you kind of get to come in and hear the word of God from somebody else. You know, it's one thing to feed yourself, and that's important and, and absolutely necessary. But there's something about hearing the words of God spoken in this context, singing a song together that's full of truth. And those types of things do something. David is missing that. He's saying, man, where can I go? Where can I go meet with God? And he's, uh, he's, he's experiencing that. See, the best songs help us move forward when we're in a difficult place. We'll communicate our need for God. So when you're reading Psalm 42 on your own, maybe you're that person. You're like, man, I am just battling through this time of year. It is just a struggle. It is difficult. It is a challenge then the best songs are like Psalm 42. The best songs are going to communicate, God, I need you. But not only that, they will tell about, number two, the faithfulness of God. So they're going to say, God, I need you. The songs you need to listen to to help yourself move from a place of discouragement, depression, hardship, challenge all these things to a place of faith and, and, and courage, you got to listen to songs that describe your need for him, that say, God, I need you. And then also they need to be songs that communicate the faithfulness of God. Verse 4, let me read a couple of different verses here. Verse 4 of Psalm 42. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under, under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. My soul is downcast within, you, within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of the Jordan, from the heights of Hermon. By day, the Lord directs his love, and at night, his song is with me. See, he's, uh, he's not in these places anymore, the places he's remembering. He's not there anymore. Life has changed. His situation is different, and he's remembering. Number one, he's remembering his experiences with God. Uh, how many here have had experiences with God that have really changed you, that have impacted you. Anybody here, you've had an experience with God at a camp, uh, here, in your car, somewhere, and you just, you experienced God, and it literally changed uh, who you were in your direction of your life. He's, re he's referring back to the, the house of God. Maybe for you, there's been a place up here. You could, you could go to the spot, say, that's the night I prayed, and, and God really helped me with this. Or that's the place I, I sought God and he really 
gave me direction or he affirmed me or whatever it might be. You can point to that place. I have a place at Brockton Assembly of God where I can go back in Massachusetts and I can say those places right there, those were the places that, that, that I met God. It's a place of prayer, a place of dedication. And he's remembering those places. He's remembering shouts of joy and praise. He's remembering times where God's presence has, has actually impacted his emotions, his feelings. And he's remembering those times of worship. Maybe you remember those times. Maybe, again, it was in your car and you listened to a, a song and it just, boy, it just spoke powerfully to you. So much so you had to pull over and, you know, you just had to worship. Uh, it could have been one of those times in your life. The festive throng he's thinking about. And, uh, you know, there are people, community, friendships that are so important, massively important, enormously important. And he's remembering that time, not only times when he's had worship experiences with God, but times where he's had experiences together with other people. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. How about remembering places? There, there are oftentimes places outdoors, maybe uh, where, where you went hiking or you were at in a, in a place somewhere. And boy, in that moment, in that place, the awesomeness of God. The might of God was kind of shown to you. Uh, maybe you were in a, uh, like one of those um, uh, indoor uh, science museums and they had the heavens up in the, on the ceiling. You got to see where everything was. Or maybe you were looking outside and actually looking at the constellations and thinking, God, you are incredible. You are amazing. For David, it was these, these high places, Mount Hermon, where he would be at and see. And he's remembering these places. He's remembering them. See, the best thing, the best songs remember the faithfulness of God. The best songs remember how faithful God is. And I want you right now, just, just in your seat, we're not going anywhere doing anything, but I want you to think about a time when God has been faithful to you. Right now, just, just think in your mind. When was a season, a time, a moment, a situation where you remember Man, God was so good and faithful to help me through. I mean, think about that right now, just in your mind, in your head. Think about it. It's important that we remember those. It's important if you want to move from that place of depression and discouragement to a place of hope and faith to remember what God has done for you and I. But not only joyful times but significant moments of even suffering and hardship, even remembering those. Maybe some of you might, in your mind, you were thinking about those, those moments. It's like a moment of suffering, a moment of hardship, a moment of difficulty. See, he says this, By day the Lord directs his love, and at night his song is with me. I, I think all of my girls went to bed when they were really young with scripture lullabies. I think all of them did. And uh, what a great way to go to sleep. You know, yeah, this pretty voice singing to you. And, you know, but, but it's, it's singing psalms and the word of God. And what a great way to go to sleep. You know, maybe we should go to sleep like that as adults. I don't know. Uh, but it really is something powerful. Because at nighttime, when things are dark, when things are kind of hopeless, and, you know, nighttime can be a challenging time for people. So even at night, the word of God says, his song is with me. 
He's remembering specific experiences with God and even these, these moments and times that involve the night. Here's a quote from Edward Welch. He wrote a song called uh, Depression, A Stubborn Darkness. It's a very good book um, on, on, that, on that topic. And he said this. He says, you don't really know who you are until you have gone through suffering. And I would add to his quote that you really don't know who God is until you have walked with him, or he has walked with you, rather, in despair. Until you've had hardship and difficulty, it's hard to know what God, what he's really like, what the depths of him are until you've had to walk with him through very difficult places. See, the best songs always remember the faithfulness of God. But not only that, the best songs, number three, are honest songs. Have you ever met somebody that's refreshingly honest? Not rude, but just refreshingly honest. As a pastor, one of the things I had to learn really quick is I can't always be honest about what I think. I can't in that moment. You know, um, you just, you can't. You can't. You think, you think, no, you can't. You, you can try. No, you won't last long. You won't make it. You won't make it. And uh, here is some, some honesty from David. My tears have been my food day and night. That's rough. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? The one you commit your life to, where is he now? Verse 5, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? <sighs> Honest. If we want to pray prayers that are honest with our God, we must be honest about just a few things. Number one, about, about the emotions we're experiencing. He says this, my tears have been my food, fear, sorrow, grief, disappointment, anger. Those are some of the things that cause that type of emotion where tea, you just, you can't even eat. The only food I have is the salt that comes out of my tears. That's all I've been, I've been eating these past hours or days Maybe you know what that's like. See, even Jesus himself experienced grief in the garden, that, that when you, he was just at the end of himself and just crying out to his father, which ought to make us feel good that if he had emotions like that, that, that uh, uh, we, can, we can walk through that ourselves. See, if God is your father, why would you not want to talk to him in complete honesty about the emotions that you are experiencing? We need to be honest to God. The best songs are going to enable us to be honest about the emotions we're feeling. Number two, about the opposition we're facing. The opposition we're facing. He says this. Uh, he says, people are saying to me all day long, where is your God? My foes taunt me. The opposition is, is others in his life. And, and he's, he's experiencing that. People are against me. People are communicating. You're a fool for trusting in this God that you, you claim to, to believe in. Why are you doing that? Others are not bringing him encouragement, but bringing him discouragement. You know, naming your opposition can do a few things. It can help you see the source. When you begin to talk, 
You know, I'll tell you, this is what I feel like is against me. You know, this person here or this situation has panned out in a certain way where it's got me pinned in a corner or, or whatever it might be. When you kind of call it out, it's important. Help you see the source when you begin to speak that out. God can come to your defense. Nehemiah said in chapter four, where they're trying to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. And he says, hear, O God, for we are despised. You know, all these, uh, all these other people were against him. They were saying things about their wall, like, hey, if a fox jumps on that wall, it's probably going to fall over. And, and so he, he literally cries out and says, God, these here, th they're giving me hard time. They're despising what we're trying to do. And it gave God the opportunity to be able to deal and take, uh, take care of them. Naming that opposition can help you see the source. It can, uh, God can come to your defense. And number three, it can help you gain perspective. When you are able to communicate the opposition that you're sensing in your life, that you're feeling around you, or you're, you're kind of confronting, when you do that, you're able to gain some perspective, maybe see a new direction, or maybe be able to make a decision or gain a new strategy, whatever that might be. When you do that, you're able to do that. And also being honest about the questions you have. Here are David's questions. He says to himself, this is questions for him. Why are you so downcast? Why am I so disturbed? And then he says questions for God. Why have you forgotten me? Really? Why have you like left me all alone and abandoned me? Why must I go on mourning? Why can everyone else be happy? But me, I got to be sad. Why? You know, I guarantee you there's some people in this room that have questioned, have, have actually honestly asked that, God, why does everybody else appear this way and my life is the opposite? Why? Why am I so discouraged? Why is that for me? These are important. Spurgeon says in, in, uh, in uh, his classic the, uh, that I can't remember the title of right now. Uh, I'll think of it in a second. He says, to search out the cause of our sorrow is often the best surgery for grief. Self-ignorance is not bliss. And in this case with David, it is misery. It is misery. And uh, part of my prayers when I'm discouraged or angry or hurt is, Holy Spirit, why am I discouraged? Why am I angry? Why am I hurt? If, if you're the counselor, then I need a counselor. Why am I so ticked off right now? Why am I so put out by this? Why, why, you know, uh, why do I feel a certain way? And I've done that over as a Christian, especially probably in the past 20 years. God, help me to understand why I'm taking this situation or this conversation or this whatever, and it's kind of thrown me off. Why, Lord? And the Holy Spirit is so good. He's many times has helped me see something, maybe in a perspective, or helped me really uh, brought something to light for me that's been super, super important. Sometimes answers come. Sometimes they don't. Be open to the speaking of the Holy Spirit, and you'll be surprised what he shows you. Seeing a great song really won't be complete unless it has this final element, and that's number four, resolve. Resolve. He says this, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior 
and my God. Put your hope in God. So he starts out, why am I so discouraged? Why am I so this way? Why am I so that way? He says, I'll put my hope, uh, I'll put my hope in God, yet will I praise him, my Savior, my God. He's telling himself what is true. His faith is reasoning with his doubt. Yet, in spite of all these things, he says, I will praise him. See, so often we don't feel as if we're full of faith or, or maybe have enough to act in faith. Edward Welch continues and he talks about that. And he says, faith feels many different ways. It can be buoyant. Like you feel like, you know, okay, I feel like I'm floating above everything else. You know, like I'm, 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 I'm making it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sinking in despair. It can be depressed and lifeless. Feelings don't define faith. Instead, faith is simply turning to the Lord. No matter how small, and a lot of times we think us turning to God is very small. Well, you know, you have to do some, just some enormous thing to prove yourself to Almighty God. You have to do some massive thing to get started on the road. You don't have to do that. Your resolve today may look like coming to an altar. In just a few moments here, we're going to have you come. It may look like that. It may, it may be asking someone for prayer, going to someone and saying, listen, could you pray for me today? Could you pray for me this week? Would you mind doing that for me? That would be a huge help. That is what that could look like in your life. It could be listening to scriptures on your Bible app. You know, you can do that. You get the Bible app and just audio. You can listen to it as you're driving. You can put Psalm 42 on repeat and uh, you could do that. It could look like being generous. It could look like a, a prayer as simple as a prayer of repentance it could look like waking up five minutes earlier. It could look like a whole lot of things. And Micaiah, if you could come. So if you're here today, maybe you need to reaffirm your need for God. Maybe that needs to happen. You need to, to reaffirm that. Maybe, maybe you've been living your life in such a way where you haven't said it, but all signs show that you really don't need God. And you need to sing the right song. You really do. You need to sing the songs that are true, the songs that are right. And maybe you need to reaffirm that, God, I, I want you to know I need you. In this situation at work, I need you. And, and th in my marriage, I need you. And this decision I have to make, I need you. you know, in my own walk with you, which sounds funny, in my own walk with you, I need you. I need you. Maybe you need to repeat to yourself his faithfulness. Maybe that's the aspect of the song that you're missing that you are not repeating his faithfulness. You're not remembering those times and moments. And just a, a quick pause. Uh, parents, I'm just telling you, I, I, I will say it till I'm blue in the face. Nothing is a guarantee that your children or your grandchildren will do the things that you hope they do. We have choices and we all make decisions, right? But one thing you can do is to provide them every opportunity to hear the word of God, provide them every opportunity to experience the power of his Holy Spirit in their life. So get them there Friday nights. Get them there at camps. 
get them there at this coming youth retreat, which is unique because it'll just be our youth ministry. We'll be staying at the campground, but it'll just be our youth ministry. And it'll be an incredible time for them. Get them there. I don't have the money. Figure it out or come see me. We'll figure it out. These are important things, these experiences with God. Because as they grow older, trust me, they're not going to remember that they won a participation trophy in the sport or the, you know, other things that, that we just fill their lives with. But they will forever be imprinted by God and the power of his spirit. Maybe you need to come down and repeat to yourself God's faithfulness in your life. When he's shown you things, he's been, he has showed you himself and how great he is and uh, what provision he has and how forgiving he is and all these things. Maybe that's what you need to come and remember. Maybe you need to come down here and be honest with God about what's really going on. Just be honest with him about what's really happening, how you're really feeling, where you really feel lost or whatever it might be. You need to be honest with God. Maybe you need to resolve your direction. Resolve is not saying, I have everything figured out in this direction. I just know I need to turn my life in this direction and even take the smallest, tiniest step. I need to resolve that I'm not going to be a part of that anymore. I need to resolve. And just no matter how many times I want to turn, I'm always turning back here. That's what you need to do. Maybe you need to make a, a Thanksgiving resolution and just say, God, I resolve to, to this. I'm going to be this type of person that honors you. I'm going to be this type of person. I am just going to do it. Maybe you're here and you've been considering Jesus for a long time, have been on the outskirts of who he is, but you need to resolve, God, I'm going to follow you. I may not be perfect doing it, but I am going to follow you. It's like when you learn to do something new, you look like a goof trying to do it. You're like, oh, you're trying to do this or learn a new sport or a game or whatever. But after a while, you're like, yeah, I get this. When it comes to your relationship with Jesus, maybe you need to do that today. But for whatever of those or something different, I want to invite you to come and spend some time in prayer. Maybe you need to have somebody come on down with you and just pray with them. Maybe you don't want to go down alone. Hey, go down with me, sure. You know, because there are these moments that, that Pastor opens and Pastor Brandon opens up for us to pray. These are the moments when you can sing the right songs and not sing those songs that are just going to leave you always in that place needing, always in that place entertained but never changed. That is maybe what you need today. So I encourage you, whether praise is your home or you're a guest here today, would you come find a place of prayer? And Micaiah is going to lead us in a song that we sang earlier. God bless you guys as you come this morning. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we need you. Oh, Lord, we need you today. We love you. We honor you. Faithful God. Faithful God, we honor you. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, we only want to hear your voice. We're hanging on every word. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, we only want to know you more. We're hanging on every word. Spirit of the living God, Spirit
situations, God? Would you cause there to be wisdom? Would you cause there to be strength and courage where there isn't any? God, I thank you for songs that you have written through the man David. And Lord, I just thank you that they are powerful and mighty as we put them into our hearts and lives. Thank you, God, for your goodness right now, your might and your power. We love you, Lord. We honor you. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I just pray right now. Pray that you would just move and speak in people's lives. Lord, as we... Uh, as we go into our week this week, I pray that you would um, you would really bring bring hope. Maybe there are some people in here that they have just battled with hope this week for whatever reasons. They've just battled in their faith. God, give them what they need this week in a powerful way. Lord, every day as they as they sing the best songs, as they are in your word and letting it just penetrate even some hardness that's developed in them. God, would you give them just, a, just a, an incredible power to experience you? And Lord, we love you. We honor you. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to be able to experience you today. Lord, we say all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. If you're praying, continue to pray. If you need to slip out, you can go ahead and do that at this time. God bless you. Have an incredible week. Lord, we do thank you.